0: So this morning we heard Pastor Sheridan speak from Luke 5:12 to 16, and we heard about Jesus healing the leper, which is awesome. And so I'm going to be carrying on from that scripture. I don't know about you guys in primary school, but there was a thing called cooties. Oh, still alive. You know, for me, I didn't want to touch a girl. <laughs> otherwise I got girl cooties. Maybe for girls, you didn't want to touch a boy because you've got boy cooties. There was that germy cootie sort of thing going on. And I don't know what it was, but it's almost like we were treating each other like outcasts. And so I'm going to be preaching from Luke chapter 5, verse 12 to 16, as I just said. And in the scripture, we read about Jesus healing the leper. I'm going to read it now. It's Luke chapter 5, from verse 12. I'm actually only going to go to. Um, verse 13 today. So in one of the villages, Jesus met a man with an advanced case of leprosy. When the man saw Jesus, he bowed with his face to the ground begging to be healed. Lord, he said, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said, be healed. And instantly the leprosy disappeared. If you're taking notes tonight, my message is called, Willing to Touch the Outcasts. So Luke tells us in the Scripture that this man is not just a leper, but he has an advanced case of leprosy. And we would know that because Luke was actually a physician. He was a doctor. So I'm pretty sure he knows what he's talking about here when he says that this is an advanced case. If you guys were here this morning, you might have seen a picture up on the screen that Pastor Sheridan showed, and it's not nice. It's pretty nasty what they have to go through. It was covered all over his body, not just a little rash. Quite a, um, quite a similar illustration with sin. Sin. Sin does the same thing. It takes over your limbs, your nervous system, and your cells. It can eventually make your fingers and your nose and other limbs fall off. It can take over your vocal cords and you can't speak. We just read that this man called out, Lord, Lord. How much effort would it have had to take for him to do that if he had an advanced case? Maybe he didn't even have much of a voice. It was incurable. One day, get this, one day this man woke up and he had a small rash on him somewhere. That was the first external sign of leprosy. And because of that, he's no longer able to hold his kids if he had any. He's no longer to be able to hug his wife if he had one. It literally defined his life. It changed his life forever. In Leviticus 13:45 to 46, we read that if you were a leper, you were actually to live outside the camp. You weren't even allowed to live in the town. I'm going to read out Leviticus 13:45 to 46. It says, "Those who suffer from a serious skin disease, leprosy." They must tear their clothing and leave their hair uncombed. They must cover their mouth and call out, Unclean! Unclean! As long as the serious disease lasts, they will be ceremonially unclean. They must live in isolation in their place outside the camp. The word unclean in Hebrew is tame. Everyone say tame. That was pretty good. Let's say it one more time. Tame. Awesome. So if you had leprosy, you would have to be walking around shouting out, Tame! 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 Everywhere you go so that people knew that you had leprosy. It was that contagious that people can't be around you. Not only that, but we read here that they had to have their hair uncombed, had to mess up their hair. They had to cover their mouth and they had to tear their clothes. So when they were walking through a town or somewhere, Tame, Tame, everyone knew stay away from that person. Stay away. In fact, we actually hear that leprosy is actually a curse from God. That's what they believed back then. If people have leprosy, they've done something really bad to tick off God and, he's, and God's cursed them. Pretty insane stuff. In the old covenant, if you touch a leper, you are now tame. You are unclean. And here is Jesus in the scripture in Luke willingly touching a leper and healing him. And do you know what's really ironic (laughs) is that if people had leprosy, they obviously believed that they were cursed by God. And here comes the Son of God and touches a leper and heals him, breaking that religious tradition. So in the old covenant, if you touch a leper, you're tame, you're unclean. But in the new covenant, when Jesus touches a leper, They are clean now. We are living in the new covenant. It says Jesus reached out and touched him. The word touched in Greek means to take hold of. Literally take hold of. A lot of us could imagine that Jesus will go, be healed. Because they have leprosy. If you touch them, oh, it's contagious. I could catch it, you know? Or maybe it's just a, Okay, be healed. Just something small. But literally in the Greek, touch means take hold of. Jesus would have embraced him. He would have embraced him. That's so awesome. You know what I love about that? He actually would have embraced him. And that leper would have been thinking, wow, Jesus doesn't care about my mess. Jesus is sending a message that it doesn't matter what you're going through, doesn't matter what you've got, I'm willing to reach out and grab hold of you. That's awesome. It says that his leprosy was advanced and fully developed. This guy may have not even touched someone for the last 20 to 30 years. And so for Jesus to just come up and touch him willingly, wow. That is awesome. He he had a rough life, this leper. And in fact, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40, 41, 42, 43, 44, 45, 46, 47, 48, 49, 50. 50 paces. 50 paces was the appropriate distance of how far a leper should be away from people. From the drum kit to me, that's a long distance. And so when you think about it, Jesus willingly touches. I believe that this leper followed the appropriate distance and got down on his knees this far away from Jesus and cried out, Lord, heal me and cleanse me. And Jesus would have had to go all the way to him, willingly breaking that religious tradition of keeping 50 paces, went all the way to the leper and touched him. That's our Jesus. That's our Jesus. That is an excellent example of Jesus leaving the 99 for the one. And it's Pentecost Sunday today. We heard that from Pastor Sheridan earlier Pentecost actually means 50th, 50 days after the crucifixion. So just like Pentecost, he broke the distance protocol and came and lived in us, 50 years after the crucifixion. And look at that, Jesus is breaking the 50-pace tradition to come and touch that one leper. Funny thing is that that was 50 days after the crucifixion. 50 paces, 50 days. God's saying something there. He really is. Matthew ten eight says, Heal the sick, raise the dead, cure those with leprosy, and cast out demons. Give as freely as you have received. This is a command to Jesus' disciples this is what I want you to do. This is what it looks like to be annexations of the kingdom of God. And so he says, cure those with leprosy. I believe when Jesus says that in that scripture, I don't think he's literally saying to us, go and find people with leprosy, the sickness, and go and lay hands and heal them. Go cleanse them. I don't believe that's what he's saying. I believe Jesus is telling us, go and find the outcasts as lepers were, and bring them home. Find the outcasts. The thing is, we, we define outcasts in a certain way. What, who, who is an outcast in your guys' mind, I wonder? Drug addicts, maybe? Prostitutes? Murderers? There's a long list which we could say in the definition of outcasts. I personally believe that Anyone who is not in a relationship with Jesus is an outcast. And the good news is that if you're in here today and you don't know Jesus, just like the man with leprosy, he is reaching out and willing to take hold of you. He loves you that much. Jesus said, I am willing, and reached out and touched the leper, the tame, the unclean, the outcast. If we want to whenever, wherever be like Jesus, we have to be willing to touch the outcasts. Not just touching them because we have to. We have to be willing to touch the outcasts. Come on. Jesus broke that 50 pace tradition. He was willing. It wasn't, oh, I guess I have to. I'm the son of God. No, he was willing. Imagine, we re- we, I said in Matthew, we read the same story and he just came from preaching on the mountain. There were crowds following him. Imagine what the crowds would have been thinking. What is Jesus doing? What is he doing? He's walking, first of all, towards the leper, breaking the 50 feet tradition. And then second of all, he's touching him. But then imagine what they would have felt and seen when he was healed. When that leprosy disappeared and he was fully healed. Imagine that. Come on. How can we touch Tame in our world? Unclean outcasts. How... Hard would it really be to tell someone that Jesus is willing to reach out and touch them? How hard is it? I was in the Burgerfield drive oh, up Burger King drive through the other day with Keita, just getting some, getting some food because you know you got to health food, getting the games. And um, yeah, as simple as telling the, the lady who gave us the food at, at the counter, "Hey, Jesus loves you." And he thinks you're awesome. Jesus touched her and you could see it. She was like, what the heck? People don't tell me that normally. How hard is it to pray for someone who is hurting? Just recently this Friday, there was a guy out in in our car park, a lovely young man, and he was just hurting. He was crying. And so I happened to be Oh, Muller told me. I happened to be on my break from work. And so I got to tell him that Jesus loved him. I got to go down with him, sit down, pray with him. Come on, that's so awesome. And it's so easy. And guess what? He came back to church this morning. That's awesome. That's easy. How hard is it? This is, see, this is a good one. How hard is it to be a Christian? not a not a religious person as a lot of the world can typically imagine us how hard is it to understand as christians that god so loved the world that he gave and so because he gave we need to give too that's the gospel god so loved the world that he gave and so because he gave we need to give too how hard is it to do that How hard is it to be willing to touch the outcasts? We can play church games and live a mediocre Christian life. We can. I've been there. I've done that. I hated it. (laughs) We can live a church life, go to church on a Sunday and that's it. Nothing in the week. And we can just be waiting for our time to go to eternity. That's why we're a Christian. Or we can come to the realization and the revelation that the reason for Pentecost, that the reason for Jesus coming to earth is so that heaven can get into us right here, right now. And we can release that. Come on, we just saw three people healed in some way, shape, or form. Jesus is moving, man. Don't tell me he's not. And so, Holy Spirit is inviting us to partner with Him to touch the outcasts. I'm going to ask everyone to close their eyes and bow their heads right now. I'm going to give an opportunity in a moment to give people who aren't in a, a relationship with God or maybe just going in a different direction in that way. Maybe they were in that relationship with God and they've fallen. Something's happened along the way and that's not happening anymore. I'm going to give an opportunity for you to respond to this God I'm talking about tonight. For this God that healed people tonight. For this God that loves to encounter our kids, his kids, not our kids, his kids. A God who is willing to reach out and touch us as he did with the man with leprosy. Jesus isn't just a religious idea in a book, but he's alive. He's alive. He's moving today. (laughs) You know, the gospel, we see Jesus going to the cross, dying for all of us. He had His arms wide open, nailed to that cross. Even when He was up there, He was still at His arms wide open, inviting you into His arms. It wasn't the nails that, held him, nails that held Him on the cross, but it was His love for you and me. That's the gospel. Could it be that there's a God that loves us that much with a God that's so big, so wide, so vast, could it be? Because I can tell you for a fact, I've encountered that loving God. I'm in relationship with that God.